Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we discuss all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time, and I am back with my friends, Vanessa and Jack. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and I'm the biggest Friends fan. This episode made me mad. And I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I'm the Friends newbie here, and I started watching during quarantine, but now I'm on the 32nd episode. Yeah, we're learning a lot, right? A lot. A whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is uh, uh, the one with the list. It premiered on November 16th, 1995 to 32.9 million viewers. That's up significantly from the last mm-hmm. one. I want word got around that Rachel and Ross finally got together and the cliffhanger really made the ratings go up. Yes. Yes. Two more, mil- two more million people with this episode. It's crazy. Yeah, but here's the thing, too, I was thinking about. That last episode that we saw would have made a very good season finale (laughs) because I was thinking about it. I don't think I could wait however many months it was to watch this next episode. Yeah. Yeah. A week isn't long enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also November ratings, so they're uh, trying to play the November ratings game. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And what's no yeah? What's November ratings for those that don't know? November ratings are the first time of the TV season where they take the sample to see how uh, popular the shows are in the kind of the old way. They don't really do that anymore. We get the sample every day, but in the old days, the season would start in September, and then November they would do the sample and, and measure the audience. That was the first time of the season. Then we do it again in February mid season, and then in May the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But Jackie, what happened? Can you give us a recap? Oh. This 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 episode, okay. I just have so many feelings. Okay, first recap. Okay. Monica makes mocklet recipes and Chandler gets a new computer, but most important the day after the kiss, the love triangle continues between Rachel, Ross, and Julie. To decide, Ross makes a list on Chandler's new computer and Rachel finds out about it. Okay, let's get into this. A lot uh, going on. Oh my yeah. Yes. Okay. So my whole thing before starting this podcast, before everything, I didn't like Ross very much because of how the story develops and he waited too long. And then this episode happens and then more things that happen later on in the series that I didn't like him as much. Chandler's always been my number one guy. And this is the catalyst or this that started. Well, it's not the catalyst because we know what that is later, but this is the thing that started it. Why would you make a list? <laughs> but wasn't it Chandler's idea? Yes, but he went along with it, you know? But see, I don't agree with you because I really like Ross. I feel like he's a hopeless romantic. He, you know, was with Carol. She went the other way and, you know, nothing wrong with that. But it's just like he's a hopeless romantic. She left him and he just wants to find love. He just wants happiness and he deserves it. Chandler, I feel like he's okay. I feel like, yes, he has a lot of jokes, but sometimes his jokes are unnecessary at some times. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, But don't make a list. (laughs) What were you going to say, Jason? I I think Chandler's not ready yet. Well, yeah. Is that point in his life where he's not ready for really for a relationship with a so then he's outwardly putting that on Ross to put, yeah. make a list. But if Ross is such a hopeless romantic, like, don't you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Like, why? But you do anything you can. Like, you know, no. like. Okay, here's what really happened. 
Chandler bought a computer in 1995, and there was really nothing to do with the use a computer for. So he wanted to use it to make a list. True. Yeah, his fancy Excel. When he, when he first starts talking about the computer, they're like, "What are you gonna do with it?" He goes, "Play games." <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Yeah. That's true. Days, but there really weren't that much to do on one. Yeah, because they yeah. didn't have like internet. Yeah, he wanted to make a list and use different colors and fonts and. <laughs> oh. And that was yeah. Not to digress from the moment, but he says the uh, the computer has 12 megabytes of RAM. My phone has 128 megabytes of RAM now. <laughs> 12. That's insane. You could probably barely keep a file on that laptop or computer. <laughs> Our, you know, I have a flash drive here that has 32 gigabytes on it. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! How times have changed. How but, times. but not to digress. I, but making the list is, it seems like a very Joey thing too. Yeah. The but pros and cons of a girl. He even says, you know, let's start with the cons because they're more fun. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of fell into the immature trap of you know doing these things with his friends because, again. He's ready for a relationship. He's been married. He's been divorced already. He's ready to start a real relationship and his friends aren't. And so he kind of fell into that trap of doing it. But it's just like, I still go back to like, when I, I, I think, again, relate things personally, when I'm looking to start something with somebody that I've known and loved, and this goes on to what Rachel says to him later in the episode, why put it in writing? You know, work through it in your head. Why put it in writing? And I just, I just still like, no, no, thanks done but <laughs> but i feel like too like you know he didn't not only fall into that immature maybe ross does have a little bit of maturity still in him because in the in the beginning of the episode it's so simple where you know the girls are getting together to talk about the kiss they're so excited they're having wine and the guys are just like in the apartment and they're eating pizza and then joy just says was their tongue and it's like yeah and then they keep eating their pizza that's such yeah. that's so cute. I think that was yeah. perfectly done. Because it's so true. The way that women tell love stories, it's just with their girlfriends, it's just so much more than just what guys do. Because guys are like most guys are simple minded. So I love the way the episode starts. The episode yeah. opens up with Rachel goes, Ross kissed me, and they all go googling and go crazy. Yeah. It's so and tell me every detail about it. Oh, was it like this? Oh, was it like that? Oh, no, it was like this. Was it like that? And they go, oh. But it's so funny because Monica's there, and I just keep thinking, I'm like, does she remember that's her brother? <laughs> <laughs> but they've been rooting for them for a while. And True. They, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's just the whole romanticism of the whole thing. And the guys are like, and, and I kissed her. Tongue? Yeah. <laughs> It was so good. I like how they picked up right on that moment, like when they come into the apartment, you know, and then and then it goes into the next day and then they're at Central Park and Julie's there and it's like oh, Phoebe's got the line when Ross walks in, how'd you make out last night? <laughs> Phoebe, amazing, amazing. Like that line and then her song, like just so spot on. Like I wonder if Lisa came up with the lyrics or how that worked. It's pretty funny. I like how she like has to make it a point. Like he must decide. He must decide. Even though I made him up, he must decide. <laughs> it was that they you know bring Ross, Ross comes in first, and then Rachel comes in. The attention. Well, Ross comes in. There's tension with him because he's angst, right? 
Mm -hmm. Rachel comes in and the tension mounts even more. And then Julie walks in and the tension's like through the roof and then Phoebe makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny though. Funny yet bad. So good. And then the look on uh, Rachel's face when she sees Ross and Julie together, it was like, oh, like sad puppy eyes. Mm -hmm. Totally sad puppy eyes. But, you know, that might change in a little bit. So I was thinking about this. The look okay. actually was a good exercise. No, bear with, stay with me. Stay, I know you're going to get mad at it on this one. Well, this was a good exercise for him to work through it. He shouldn't have written it down. He should have just worked it out in his head. But he, it is good for him because when he goes to the, in the list, the con list for Rachel is bad, bad, bad. And he should have written it down. But then when they say, well, what's what's the cons for Julie? And See, Jason, this is, this is why it's this, yeah, this is why it's the three of us, Jason, you bring in the lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, you know everything. And me, I'm the neutral one. And I'm starting to root for one person over the other. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit of a hard ass in terms of like, were you thinking the exact same thing though? When he when they say what's on Julie's Kyla, and I'm thinking the exact same thing. She's not Rachel. She's not Rachel. But then well, she's not Rachel. But then Chandler misspells it, so she's not Rachel. <laughs> but here's the thing: the list. Okay, when when Joey says, "Oh, maybe you should read this short story," and Rachel sits down and you see the point of view from the camera pointing up at the list, you can see it's clearly a list. Right. So in my head, I wouldn't be like, Rachel, grab the piece of paper, grab yeah. it. You clearly see it's not a short story, just grab the paper. And she does, she does. But not then in that moment. Yeah, that's true. I thought that was a very well done between the, the four of them. Um, and it, it was just cute the way that they did it. She grabbed it. She runs away. It's like little kids trying to go after like a toy and something like that. You know, I thought that was good, but it's just horrible. Just horrible. I'm a hard ass when it's like, you're going to do this to me. Like, nope, I'm done. You know? And so she's clearly devastating. And it's, yeah. I mean, it really is. And another good part. I like that they address the whole, uh, list scene with Ross and Rachel then and there. And we didn't have to wait again. <laughs> we didn't have to wait again. No more waiting, please. Yeah. All right. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll find out what happened. We'll talk about what happened after the little list, after Rachel finds out and how devastating that is. And one of the really interesting insights into Rachel's character, too. We'll and Monica's job. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Mocklet. Mocklet. We were back. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
All right, and we're back talking about the one with the list, the awful list. And I tried to justify it, and I was wrong, but I... Yes. The worst thing about it is when Rachel tells him that when when she realizes that the person she cares most about in the world also has the same thing, the problems she has with herself are the same problems that he has with her. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's... All her insecurities. And that's the thing. It's like we we are always already in our heads, like thinking about what we think about ourselves and trying to control the self-talk and be more positive. But then it's like when you think about somebody else, you just have these things. I love so much about this person. That's why I'm in love with them or like this person, you know, and then to have that slammed back in your face, all the insecurities about yourself. That's where I'm like, you know, no, that's horrible. And so, and she explains that to him too, the line that she says to him. So it's just, it's sad and I feel for her. And it, it's, it, Ross is just too, that's just not cool. And it really shows her vulnerability because we don't always necessarily see her as vulnerable because she's this, you know, silver spoon, you know, this thing, but mm-hmm. she has her insecurities too. And it really, it made me empathetic toward Rachel and I haven't always been. <laughs> yeah i mean it it was sad it's a list yeah like you said is never good and yeah i agree i felt rachel too nobody ever deserves to like do that and i mean even myself sometimes it's like i feel like sometimes when people say one little thing like oh you you do this too much. And then I start overthinking and I'm like, wait, what's wrong with me? Like, do you think something's wrong with me? Like, cause if that's true, <laughs> let me know. Well, that's what Ross does when she uh, finally, Versi says she, first she says she would never make a list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then yeah. she gives him some things and then he obsesses over it. <laughs> yes. He makes a positive list about her and that's when he's out in the balcony trying to um, get her back. So. By the way, I love Joey's raincoat too. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, it said like 72 or had a number on the back. 1947. 1947? What, what is that a brand? I don't know what that means either. Okay. It's your KTLA started, but I don't know if there's any. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're all in their rain. They're all in their rain here. And I like how, how they're always on the front seat of Ross and Rachel. Even when later on what happens with them, they're there in the room. They're there in the apartment. They just stand there and they see it all. And and it's just, it is what it is. Like they they all share everything with each other. So might as well see it. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. I mean, the uncomfortableness of the watching your friends fight is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like watching your parents fight. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> I don't know. This all just wasn't supposed to happen. It was just supposed to be an easy, okay, cool, we're together. Right. Yeah. But nothing's easy in, in the sitcom world, right? Yeah. No, apparently not. Like, I mean, like, might as well make the audience wait a little bit more because it's like no, been, too long. <laughs> too been, long. <laughs> what, what episode? Thirty-two. That's way too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. But I like how they you like you said, Vanessa. You think it's going to be easy, and then this comes in. But that's what happens also in real life. Like, it's it's sometimes really hard in the beginning, you know. And my thing is, if it's too hard in the beginning, I'm done. So it's just like, it should be easy. It should be fun. But it's when it's somebody that you've known for so long, maybe it's not, you know? But see, I have friends who are, you know, who are very much into like, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. And 
that go that I feel like you shouldn't ever stop trying for something that you really want. That's true. I got. <laughs> what do you mean you guess, Jackie? Jackie, you have to, you're the one about all about being positive. You have to be positive in this case. I I know. I just I think it's again. I think it's different between them two because they are they've known each other for so long. So it's like you either go for it or you don't. You know. But if it's like if it's too hard in the beginning for me. It's just, I'm just like, it's not worth it. And if it's somebody that's outside of my world. That's easy. negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, I'm done. But if it's somebody inside your world, I think that's where it's like, keep trying, keep trying, keep fighting for it, you know? So. But wouldn't you say that Ross is inside Rachel's world? So shouldn't he keep trying, trying, trying? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Maybe he convinced me that us. <laughs> so you just said something different. I know. I didn't realize. <laughs> no, I. That's what I would personally do. I would personally not do not do it, but I see where you're coming from. Well, I mean, he tries because he. And we finally hear the "With or Without You" song by YouTube. Yes. He, uh, you know, tries to make the long distance dedication or the the, the radio dedication, and then that's when we hear the, that song, and then we think she's calling him, but no. <laughs> I thought that was so cute, and they're sitting on the windowsill. Yeah. I did not expect that. That was very unexpected. When she calls uh -huh. the radio station to tell the DJ what he did, and then the DJ goes, "Nope, not playing your song." <laughs> yeah, the last time we saw um, Rachel, uh, we saw Ross and Rachel looking out the window was in the very first episode when yeah. Ross says, "Even if I could ask someone out, who would I ask?" And then he looks out the window, and it cuts away to Rachel, and she's sitting on the windowsill just. Looking out, and yeah. yeah. Uh, but then also during that song dedication, um, the name that they mentioned, Avery Michelle, um, that's Marta Kaufman's goddaughter, and that and the goddaughter was a source of the inspiration for Carol and Susan's characters. Oh, goddaughter's name was Avery Michelle. Oh, and they say Avery Michelle wanted to apologize for crashing into your window. Yeah. Well, for a couple that has a real chance. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> like, wait, wasn't that worse? <laughs> I do like the way the writers are manipulating us too, because apparently they wrote a scene where Ross and Julie break up, but then decided to not air it or not shoot it because they were afraid that the audience would side with Ross and Julie instead of Ross and Rachel. I mean, they, they definitely want us to like Ross and Rachel. Yeah, that's true. Is that seen anywhere? Do you know? I've never seen it. Okay. I think they just wrote it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's not in any of the DVDs or whatever. But I mean, because they just, they just kind of like, okay, he broke up with Julie. That's it. You know, that's true. I didn't know that they wrote a scene for it because it is kind of just like a one-off. Like, okay, she's done. None of their friends don't care about that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think, it. yeah. I think they did a good job of leaving that out only because she was only in there for so little and we only knew tidbits and pieces of her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know she's nice and that's it, you know. It was just the impediment. And a paleontologist. And a paleontologist. <laughs> oh, man. This is a lot. But then they I, break up with the comedy of the all the, the mocklet, the fake chocolate. Yes. <gasps> And Monica and all her uh, trying to find a job. And uh, interestingly, this was supposed to be, this is the only season that doesn't have a real Thanksgiving episode for whatever reason. But apparently 
NBC like mandated that on this day, November 16th would be the Thanksgiving and all the shows had to have some Thanksgiving reference. Yeah. So I, I'm confused by that. So they're saying all Thursday shows had to have Thanksgiving in it. They had to have uh, on this day because it's the th- actually the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Oh. And so they wanted the, all the shows to do a Thanksgiving theme. But I don't know why they didn't do like a regular Thanksgiving episode like they did in all the other nine episodes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, that, and that's known too. That's known that they only had nine um, Thanksgiving episodes, you know. Um, they mandated them to have a Thanksgiving yeah. episode. They didn't. They were, I wonder if they're just being like ornery or, you know. Or maybe they just really wanted to focus on this whole Ross and Rachel dynamic mm-hmm. and they couldn't find a way to incorporate Thanksgiving. So they talked know. about Thanksgiving and talked about, you know, her trying to make mocklet uh, recipes with uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they did good because their ratings were up. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which other is the guy who um, um, Monica meets with about the mocklet and tells her, do you know him? Is Michael McKeon? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's on a break, uh, not Breaking Bad. Um, Better Call Saul. He plays uh, Saul's brother on Better Call Saul. But I remember him from, he was a lover in Shirley. He played Lenny of Lenny and Squeaky. There were two guys that lived upstairs from them. And there oh. were these immediate neighbors in the 70s. And he played him. And then he was on Saturday Night Live for a while. And he was in those Christopher Guest movies. This is Spinal Tap and Best in Show, too. So he's a, you know, ah. character, uh, a comedy character. Oh, good. I don't know any of those shows. I no, only them. Better Call Saul. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know about the Burger Trilly. I've just never sat down and watched it. I've never seen Spinal Tap or that other one that you mentioned. <laughs> that was great. You should watch it. I know. They kind of like dog show uh, uh, culture. Yeah. It's really funny. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but Jason, have you ever had to look for a job in a newspaper? Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure wanted in the newspaper was a was a big thing yeah in the 90s well, I also, did it. also when i first started working when i was like 15 or 16 i would look in the newspaper i would look in the modesto b <laughs> wow see i never i never did that i just i went on the line and i just yeah. well my first job was my sister she's like oh you should apply so i did and what working for your sister no, working uh, where my sister worked. My oh, like very okay. first job. Okay, got it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah. do we have favorite favorite lines in this episode? I have so many. I know. I have like three, too. I, I just three. put, yeah. I can't decide. I have too many <laughs> favorite moments, so. <sighs> my, okay. So in the beginning when um, when Ross and Chandler and Joey are talking about everything, Ross goes, this is a nightmare. Chandler goes, I know, this must be so hard. Oh no, two women love me. And they're both gorgeous and sexy. My wallet is too small for my 50s and my diamond shoes are too tight. Like the way he does it. That was my best Chandler. (laughs) I love that one. And then when he gets together, it's always been you, Rach. And he calls her Rach throughout the series. I thought that's cute. And then my third one and my, my last part is when they're arguing and talking about the list. And this goes back to like why I'm like, nope, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with him. You know, I wouldn't be part of it. But Rachel arguing with Ross. No, you don't, Ross. Imagine the worst things you think about yourself. How would you feel if the one person, that person you most trust in the most in the world, not only thinks them too, but actually uses them for reasons not to be with you? And I'm just like, oh. It's so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. That may be one of Rachel's best best little mini speeches of all time. Yeah. It's just like it's heartbreaking, and it's just like that's the vulnerability of her. It shows the vulnerability of Rachel and the vulnerability of the whole situation, and it's just like breaks your heart. That little speech breaks your heart because it's true. So. It's great. I'm going to go back to Phoebe because I love Phoebe. How'd you make out last night? <laughs> Phoebe's so great. I love how she just brings the funniness into it all. And she's so like, they made her so like clueless. Right. All of it. It's so funny. And then Trevor, um, what's wrong with Julie and Ross? She's not Rachel. I, this starts my like not so good feelings for Ross though, but I support their relationship afterwards but i really thought like rachel would have said okay fine i forgive you no she has she has her own standards and her own like like uh i don't know how you say it like i know was in spanish it's like la ganas. she has her own ganas you know it's like but i don't know how to say it like how do you say that <laughs> like she has her own wit she has her own guy like yeah but i don't know how you hang out with and we're, remember we're in the holidays so it's thanksgiving we're going into the holidays she can't be mad all the way through Christmas and New Year. No, yeah. it's going to be a horrible holiday season for her. Yeah. <laughs> and for us. Poor Ross. And for us. Yeah. <laughs> they just all need right. to figure it out and get together. That's all. I think this was our most fun episode to talk about. We, I don't know. I think we all really liked it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where we don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Coming up to our next episode, the one with Phoebe's dad. This is very poignant it's kind of the christmas episode and it's uh, very poignant for phoebe for sure yes if you like us subscribe and download give us five star ratings and leave us nice comments yes so follow us on friends with friends podcast on instagram <laughs>